0: the Selfish Babe Selfish Talk Podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at Goddess Detox.org, as well as follow at Goddess Detox on Instagram. Tell them Olinike Osi sent you. Hey beautiful people, it is your girl Olinike Osi here bringing you another Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast and I'm so excited to bring on our first male guest okay (laughs) this is our first ever male guest ladies and i know that you guys have some questions and don't you know i have you like i got you i have some questions for our male guest his name is charles clark say hi what's up guys (laughs) thank you so much for joining the selfish babe selfish talk podcast i'm so excited to have you on would you be able to tell some of our selfish babes that are listening a little bit about yourself and what you do
1: yeah, so my name is Charles Clark, and I went to Florida State University. I know we got that in common, so <laughs> uh, go, go Noles. Yes. Um, but, you know, just a little bit about myself. is uh, I used to be a world-class athlete. I ran track and field uh, for, for the USA. I placed as the sixth fastest man in the world. And now I show people how to win and help them thrive in their life and whatever they want to pursue personally and professionally.
0: I love that. He said he shows people how to win. Don't you want to win self-fave? Okay. Don't you want to win? It's your life. Okay. All right. So usually when I invite guests on, I have them talk about a traumatic event or obstacle that they have gone through growing up. And I'm just so excited to have you on. Okay. So, okay. The reason why I'm so excited to have you on, first of all, first male guest ever okay that's great but being able to see a male get vulnerable and talk about the things that they have gone through in their life that may have affected them because um at least i know growing up in terms of the males that i interacted with a lot of them were not so much vulnerable unless it was like my partner at the time like i was able to see him like maybe cry but like usually you don't get to see that in a lot of males every day and so um I'm just glad to be able to have you on here so that our selfish babes can be able to see a male be vulnerable and for you to talk about something that you've been through. So what would you like to share?
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me on too. Um, you know, I I think the biggest thing that I have to share is is definitely the relationship with my father. Yeah. Um, you know, for a kid, they, they want to feel the love of both their mom and their dad. And I think for so many people it's that they, they become numb to it where they act like it, it doesn't matter. I don't care, you know, forget about him. I don't, I don't need her, her or him. Yeah. And I think so many people, um, they, they get to that place and they block off access in their life and other capacities that exceed that parent. And, you know, when I think about, like, the relationship with my father, and um, I, I think about the times where he said, all right, I'm going to be there. You can count on me. Looking in the bleachers, nobody was there. And to the point of me getting okay and familiar with, oh, it's always going to be that way. Let me just get used to it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and, you know, thinking about younger, younger Charles and how he wanted the fishing trips, how he wanted, you know, what he's seen in public as, you know, the matching uh, outfits and, yeah. and, <laughs> and, doing, and doing daddy and son things, uh, I got numb to it. Yeah. And, and where I just started to live my own life. And um, I I will never forget that time. I was um, at USA. I was at USA's, and I didn't qualify for the team. Mm-hmm. And when I got back home, when I was in Tam T- Tallahassee, Florida, mm-hmm. um, and I was in my room, I was I was like, "Why does this loss feel so different? You yeah. know, it, it wasn't a loss of, of competitive loss, but it felt like I was." in order for me to get access to more in life, I had to address something else that I was losing. Yeah. And it, it was that relationship.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: I called my dad and um, I told him, Hey, I want to talk to you. Yeah. And, you know, we never had a real man to man conversation. This is, this is Charles Clark 2021. 20, yeah. You know, actually 20. Um, and, and so my mindset is different. And I called him and I was like, I want to talk to you. I, I need to let you know this. And the first thing I said to him was, I forgive you. Oh, wow. I, for, I forgive you for, for not being there for me when I needed you. I forgive yeah. you for not being a father. Uh, I forgive you for not loving me when I needed you to love me.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and he said to me, son, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, how do you, how do you not know? And we okay. you, you move past all of that, but I, I, I want to tell the audience this: um, not to throw shame on my father, um, but to show people, like, no, this is your story. You don't have to to feel shame or try to hide your truth to protect somebody else.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and so when I when I told that truth to him, it was liberating.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: to, to the degree that the next year. I went on to be a national champion in track. Wow. And the next, that, that same year, I made the USA team. Um, and it was, it was so, um, to, I think you don't realize the weight that you carry,
0: hmm.
1: right? Because you, you carry it so, so, you've been carrying it for so long, you just become familiar. Uh, but the moment I released that, I just felt a, a weight off of me. Yeah. It was a a weight of freedom. Now, you know, I, I know that like there was nothing perfect about that relationship at that time. Yeah. You know, moving forward. But, you know, I do understand that, that um, when you say the words, you forgive, I forgive, it gives you permission to move on. Yeah. And, and for the, your ladies that's listening, like when you, give yourself the authority to forgive someone who may have offended you, you're moving forward and you're no longer letting those things hold you back. And so when I do like my conferences and things like that, uh, it's really about that's one of the biggest legacy blockers that stops us from, from getting access to more that we want in life. And so that blocker that I had with my father was more so, was not just about the father son relationship but it was about me having access to being a, a great man for my wife. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was the, the, me getting access to be a great father to my future son or daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so you got to understand that, yeah, you, want, you might want to hold back and, uh, and hold a grudge to that person. But the, the more you do that, it's stopping you from having access. And you're going to continue to wonder why you can't have this. And it's truly rooted in that blocker of forgiveness or whatever the case might be for you.
0: Oh, a question. So, you know, a lot of people go through a lot of things. And I think that there's sometimes a lot of things that people go through that are just horrible, just horrible, yeah. horrible that people inflict on other people. So my thing is like, how do you get to a space of forgiveness? Cause some people say, well, you're, when you're saying that you forgive, you're not really saying you forgive that person. You're saying that you forgive yourself holding on for that for too long and so I want to get your perspective on forgiveness but how do you get to a place of forgiveness like how do you think back to all the times that your your father did not show up and then be able to be like Hey dad, I forgive you. Like, how do you get to that space? Because I know that we have a lot of selfish rapes that are probably holding on to a lot of grudges and hurt, especially from parents. And I get that too. And I've had to go through my own personal process of forgiving my own mother. And so, cause for me, it was more so an emo- emotional thing. Like, as you said, like wanting, you know, um, hugs I mean that was just I didn't get hugs that growing up Uh that I remember I didn't get the I love you's you know um, she provided she was there but it was just like more I needed more than just the providing I needed the Mm. actual emotional stuff too but how do you get to a place of forgiveness knowing that you felt that this person hurt you so how do you get to a place of forgiveness
1: um you you know one of the things I was saying in, in one of my podcasts was most people are stuck in the middle of change waiting. Okay. They're waiting for somehow for time to heal all. They're waiting for someone to, to say, I forgive them, or they're waiting to say, I'm sorry. But if you're waiting on that transaction, you, your entire life is going to pass you by. And so i, I got to get you guys to understand that the act of forgiveness is not something that you wait on, um, but it's something that you choose to do. Forgiveness is a bold and intentional effort. And it reconciles a relationship with yourself. And it also reconciles a relationship with that other person. And so that's why I was saying, like, when you say the words, I forgive, you're you're moving forward. And I kind of think about it like a caterpillar. Like a caterpillar, they're so compelled to to go through change that it will kill off the old self to become a butterfly. Yeah. I mean, that's so beautiful when you think about that. And they they no longer are offended by the, the life that they used to have. Huh. So that they, they want to move on because they know it's much better to live the life that's that's looking forward
0: uh, so
1: so likewise, when we say the words "I forgive," it transcends the mind to, to no longer be offended by the past
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you've been presented with a much better future, and so you got to ask yourself look, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, so are you saying that when you say when you're talking about forgiveness and wanting to move forward in forgiveness? A part of you is like, well, I want to forgive because I have a brighter future and I'm moving forward. Right. And If I hold on to this, then I'm holding back into my past. That's not going to bring me into a future that I want. So, is it more so? Yeah. Yes, we understand we're forgiving that person, but isn't it more so for yourself?
1: It's, that's one aspect of it. You know, uh, one aspect of it is you have access to your legacy now, right? And the other part of it, it whether you want to move on with a relationship with that person, or whether you just want to say, "I forgive you," you can't be a part of my life anymore, and yeah. so let's let's continue on with our lives. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's that's your choice, though. You yeah. have you have the authority to make that decision. Um, but I I would say also that you know that that unfiltered forgiveness it it rips the layers of shame off of you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and you literally become a better version of yourself because it requires so much integrity of you to think not just of your current mindset, but to think of abundance, you know, beyond you. And so like forgiveness is a mature thing to do.
0: I know my selfish friends do not want to hear forgiveness is a mature <laughs> thing to do. We all know that yeah, yeah. forgiveness is a mature thing to do, but some of us, we want to be petty. Yeah, and we petty. want, you know, revenge or whatever people call it. But And I get mm-hmm. it. Sometimes you can be petty, but my thing is like, I want my selfish babies to understand, well, how can they get into a place of actual forgiveness, honest forgiveness, right? Yeah. Yeah. For me, when I hear what you're saying, for me, what I hear for me is I'm going to forgive and move on because I got better shit to do Mm -hmm. for my future that's coming, right, that I'm working towards. And if I hold on to this, then I'm holding back to the past. Right. So I want to know for you because we could say, I forgive you, but ge- not genuinely mean it. How do you get yeah. to a place of genuine forgiveness? And the reason why I look at it as this is really much more for myself than it is yeah. for the other person is because we are selfish babe. Selfish babe. you know, selfishly and authentically love themselves. We put ourselves first. And so yeah. for me, in order to forgive and move forward, I'm going to be like, is this helping me? Oh, it's helping me? Okay, I'm about to do it. Right. That's how yeah. I can, you know internalize that and get that through my my energy but yeah. for you on your perspective how do you get to a place of genuine forgiveness for me i'm like oh so if it's gonna help me i'm gonna do it but what about yeah. you because you're saying it's a different you,
1: you i'm saying it's you you gotta be selfish with you yeah but you gotta be unselfish enough to not continue to love that same person right that mm-hmm. i mean when i say the same person is like we always want to be evolving to the best person we should become, and mm-hmm. it's like when I, when I say thrive, you're becoming a better version. Mm-hmm. And so the act of forgiveness is becoming a better a version of yourself. But I would say uh, to that person, like, why do I want to forgive? Do you want to continue to be busy in your life? You said That's busy. A, busy, yeah, yeah, hey. and and I, I I don't like the word busy, like okay. bu- busyness is is it it literally means like when you say the word that i would think about the word grind and when you think about grinding right we we think the word definition of grind it means to whittle down to nothing Mm -hmm. right so if we're constantly being busy we're not necessarily being productive we're just going in circles you know going being that that hamster on that 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 wheel and constantly being in this rat race of trying to figure out life yeah and and so you got to decide, do I want to continue to be busy or do I want to be productive? And to be productive, you have to be proactive. Mm -hmm. And some of those steps like to, to be proactive, I would simply start, start off with these proactive measures. And the the first thing is, is where, Mm -hmm. um, and so if you're taking notes right now, I would say to write down where, and then I would ask yourself, identify your potential blockers, um, is the first step. And, And, and when, and when you think about those aspects and what area in your life is, is this blocking you from fulfilling your legacy? So yeah. where is this blocking you? Um, yeah. And be specific as possible.
0: Yeah. Some
1: people have a blocker of money because they don't believe that they deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So confront those issues, whatever it might be for you. Um, and then the second thing is when did this happen? Right. Um, knowing the time and place that this blocker occurred, uh, will allow you to specifically address the root cause of it. Um, the, the next thing is the how. So this mm-hmm. is the three. Uh, the how, finding the core emotion attached to this blocker. So when I think about like the relationship with my father, and, and this is my specific blocker, yeah. um, the, the core of it was I didn't feel like a man. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't feel like if I didn't have a relationship with my father, I'd never be a man.
0: Ah.
1: Right? So for you... What is this blocking you from? And don't just say, you know, I'm just bitter. You know, it ain't no thing. You know, you got to get past that ego. Yeah. Right? So there's three things. I am might I'm giving you guys too much. But three things we got to get to if we want to be mature. And uh, it's three truths that we can accept. Yeah. You can accept the irrational truth. And the irrational truth is the ego inflated truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can accept the reasonable truth. The reasonable truth is the one that makes sense for you to believe but okay. it doesn't bring you any prosperity. But then yeah. you have this developmental truth. This is the truth that sets you free. So you got to decide which truth you want to lean on. And if you never lean into the developmental truth and you're always in the irrational or the reasonable, you, you will never be that butterfly. Yeah. So the deciding when, when to, to make that decision of your truth you want to accept. Because you can be selfish in either way.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, so I have a question. Uh-huh. And I want to hear your personal opinion because um, I talk about these topics on my podcast and yeah. they are very heavy. And so yeah. my thing is, if a woman has faced rape, if a woman has faced molestation or a man has faced molestation, mm-hmm. um, has faced a miscarriage or, you know, maybe forgiveness of self. So it's just like when we're talking about rape, when we're talking about um miscarriages when we're talking about molestation when we're talking about those type of atrocities right and now uh, a woman's going with her life how does she sit with i'm going to forgive my rapist i'm going to forgive uh maybe my father that molested me i'm going to forgive my mother that molested me i'm going to forgive my uncle that molested me. you know these people that we 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 think love and care about us but they didn't do that Right. And so it's like, how do you get to a place of forgiveness in that? Because for me, a lot, that could be holding back a lot of my selfish face from a lot. It's just like, yeah, I understand moving forward, but it's like this happened. And I know, of course, they're healing from the trauma. Yeah.
1: How
0: would you, what would you, how will be your answer from your perspective?
1: I, I think it's really based on that person. Yeah. You know, um, hurt is, is, it hurts. Yeah. you know and there's different degrees of hurts um maya angelou you know you think about her and and the the hard times that she endured yeah. and and facing similar situations yeah but i remember this quote that she said she said um um i she said uh, what did she say she said um, i refuse dang hold on let me think about what she just said she said um maya okay. angelou uh-huh. Um, yeah. I can be changed. She said this. She said, I can be changed by, by what happens to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, hmm. yeah, and I understand everybody's, everybody's circumstances is, is, are different. Yeah. But can you just have a moment with yourself, person out there, and ask yourself, is it, is it better to hold this anger? Yeah. To hold this frustration? to hold this bitterness or is it better for me to let it go yeah and whatever you land on you say it's better for me to hold it in that's where you're at right now yeah but if you say it's time for me to let this go i'm i am i am done yeah i am done holding this in my life and i'm ready to move forward to a a a better future yeah and then looking at looking at your life like what is that future you want do you want the current or do you do you want the abundant
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and if you you land on the abundant well it's time for us to be a butterfly now and it's time <laughs> for us to to face the the real truth that we want
0: yeah
1: right not the ir- not the irrational truth right whatever that irrational truth is for you you don't have to accept it no more yeah not the not the um ego inflated truth um But what about the developmental truth? Right? There's some things you can't control, right? But what you can control is you, right? And so when you make that decision, so I haven't talked about this before, but it's even when I made those decisions. I think about like my injury that I had um, when I was getting ready to sign a multi million deal, multi million dollar deal for track and field, one year left before turning pro and track. And I, I, I tore my quad completely yeah um my college coach no longer wanted to train me. I had a relationship to end, and I found myself stuck back at home, my mom, yeah trying to figure out my life.
0: yeah
1: and you know the first thing I wanted to say right is those everybody's so selfish, I can't believe they left me. I can't believe they did that. can't believe I had this injury. It ain't my fault. Yeah. right I, I was at that place the yeah. you know like um the irrational truth, right but then I, I want to the um the reasonable truth. Which one's the the one that said this makes sense? Right, yeah. it's 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 my fault, you know. Like it's it's on me. Yeah, they left me because I was I was stubborn, right? They could that could have been like my ra- rational truth, right? Yeah. And then I could have my developmental truth. I'm responsible, but I control what happens next. Yes. Right. I got I got freedom in that. That's right. True. I owned I owned it, and because when I, when i when you say you take ownership for your life you control what happens next ladies so yeah. do you want to own it and when you own it you accept that you accept that developmental truth for you yeah and that's freedom there freedom is found in ownership right and so it's so opposite right freedom you know space but it's found in ownership when yeah. you when you own it when you own your life
0: that's true. i don't yeah think I love that because that's just important for me. It's that self-accountability piece, which I think is always important. Like for mm-hmm. me, I'm always like, it doesn't matter the type of childhoods you had growing up at certain, at a certain point in life, there's a gate that's opened where you can change it. Cause for yeah. me, I'm like, if people live in the U S right. And then they do the normal U S uh, tradition is like 18 or whatever you leave the house or whatever, maybe go to college or whatever. Then it's like, okay, at that point, you're out your parents' house and you have more autonomy so it's like if I have more autonomy what am I going to do with this right so for me at some point no matter how you grew up you can make a shift in your life so I like that you said that in terms of your having ownership over your freedom that is very very important and how you want to live your life because for me it just goes back when you have that sense of like I have control right I have at least some type of control in my life then yeah. what are you gonna do with it you know yeah. how are you going to change it how are you going to shift it for the better and so I like that you touched on that and yeah. I like to uh give some of our some of our selfish babes some things to think about you know <laughs> they land on. I think that's really, really good yeah. Now I have a question did you grow up with your dad in the house or were your mom and dad separated and he was like visiting like how was it
1: yeah, so my mom and my my dad they never uh, had a marriage. Um, they were boyfriend and girlfriend, young, yeah. eighteen year old, and you know once that pregnancy happened, they they weren't in a relationship. Yeah. So you know, you talk about uh, man, uh, what my mom had to deal with. Yeah. And you know, raising—I mean, she raised three kids on her own. Yeah. And um, just that. That, that absence of, of that father and just what that can do. You yeah. know, I think a kid really does need a, a, his mother to be a mother and the father to be a father. Yeah. And he, when those things are absent, there is a degree of uh, neglect for that kid that he needs to learn on his own and figure out. Yeah. And so you go through trials and errors, like you, you fail in relationships you know, you make stupid decisions um, and you have to learn through those things. You know, I'm so thankful that that God has, has given me and showed me love yeah. of, of a father. You know, when I no longer could look to my earthly father but mm. my father, father, and he showed me how to love somebody. Mm. Right. So um, I
0: have to ask you this. How did God show you how to love somebody? Because I know myself is interested.
1: Mm. man, you know like it's so funny because i uh, I think I have like some some things on here i actually I was with some guys, yeah. and it was crazy because all of us we dealt with some type of trauma from you know not having that, you know a father present yeah and so we literally went through certain parts sort of like the Bible and where it showed where God showed us how to love and you know, talk, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And it was like, whoa, well, right in front of my face, like, this is love. This is what it's supposed to look like. Let me try this.
0: Yeah.
1: Let me try, let me try this act of selflessness. Yeah. That 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 God talks about. And when I when I you know, it's so funny <laughs> that uh you so I don't know if you know if your audience is Christian, but you know, for me, I was like, God can't do that for me. God can't be my father, Father. No, mm. I'm not gonna give him access to that. Again, that's the blocker. Yeah, and and so my friend, one of my friends, Jordana, she was like, "Why don't you let like, Why don't you let God be your father?" I was like, "No, I'm gonna let God be my father." What are you talking about? Yeah, and you know, God was just working through me, and and he said, "Yeah, I, I can't be your father." And I I'll never forget. I was crying in my bedroom, tears rolling down my face. Not rolling down my nose
0: yeah
1: and um and that's when I like I even though I forgive my father a long time ago I had another conversation with him yeah and, you know I had I had to ask him I said why weren't you there you know because I, I still didn't want God to be that father for me <laughs> yeah. right I said why weren't you there and, you know he told me his his truth yeah and I think me just knowing the truth allowed me to let everything go at that time
0: mm.
1: and then I could allow God to like really nurture me and and make me the man I am today.
0: After he gave you your tr- the truth, that's when you started crying?
1: No, I was crying before that. Okay. Yeah. I was hurt by his truth, but I accepted it.
0: Why were you crying before
1: that? It, it was just a lot of built up e- emotion, you know, um, of God being a father and my father not being a father. And how can God be a father when he, he didn't birth me, but wait a minute, did he? <laughs> right? It was just all, the, all those emotions. And. And um, and then me confronting my my dad again, and you know me and my dad we we have a a, a good relationship. You know we talk every yeah. week, um, and I, I think no relationship is perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think you got to understand that you only got one one father, you only got one mother, and if and if that relationship is accessible to you, then. I would urge people to to work on it,
0: yeah. to work
1: on that relationship because it's again, it's gonna heal things that were blocked that you didn't have access to.
0: Yeah. And
1: you know, again for me, I needed that, I needed to remove that block over my father so that I can be a great husband to my wife. Yeah. So that I can be a great father to my my son or daughter.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my selfish babes, we're mixed faith. Okay, I'm personally, I grew up in a Christian household. I also practice African spirituality called Ifa, as well as ancestor veneration. So I'm really, really big on um, bigging up my ancestors and and working with my ancestors, as I know they work through me. And for me, my perspective is God, goddess, universe, creator. That's what I like to say. But Uh I've been reading the Bible lately because my grandma, who has been late, my lately grandma has told me, hey, Vanessa, that's my birth name read the Bible, but read what Jesus said and read to give me a broader spiritual perspective. That was, and that's my grandma telling me what to do because she's my ancestor and I listen to my ancestors because I'm connected right. here like that. Right. So um, for the selfish babes that are not Christian, okay. Yeah. I still think that you could definitely get something from what he's saying. There is a mother aspect, and there's a father aspect. There's a feminine aspect, and there's a masculine aspect in the work. We need both, no matter how they are are represented, right? And so for my Selfish Babes, if you want to learn more about the masculine aspect, looking up divine masculine, I would suggest that you search up yang energy y-a-n-g versus the yin energy is more so a feminine perspective of energy but we also need the yang so i was uh really urged my selfish babes to look more into yang energy but i think that us having both of those energies in our life is very helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, even for me i'm currently with my girlfriend but she's more masculine presenting more masculine energy and that's been mm-hmm. really great for my personal feminine energy right because mm-hmm. usually because i have my businesses i could be go 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 very masculine just because that's how i operate but yeah. i've been learning to let, like let go relax and receive because that's what the yeah. feminine does. The feminine receives and yeah. so i just wanted to embrace <laughs> what you say
1: em- embraces
0: yes i wanted to um give that to my selfish babes. I are like, mm, I see what he's saying, but I don't know. I'm just saying, selfish babe, you can listen to it, okay? It's like yeah. all types of spirituality. We can all take something from it. Right. Now, Charles, so thank you for sharing that. Now I'm gonna talk about, um, you had mentioned sustaining an injury, right? And how you change because you're not, you're not doing track anymore, correct? Right. So explain that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the, the injury, you know, when I had the injury, I tore my quad completely. I moved back at home with my mom. And, you know, during that time, it was me recovering. Um, but in the midst of that, it was finding out my true identity. Uh, and I, I think so many people, they put their identity into one thing. And when that one thing is gone, they don't know who they are.
0: Yeah. And
1: so my approach to m- what I'm called to do and live out and help people discover is thrive. And thrive is not just something that's, that's one-dimensional. Thrive is multidimensional, right? Meaning it's so many aspects of your life that gives you purpose. And so when I talk about purpose, uh, I think about seven things that that makes us understand that we still have purpose no matter what we've been through. Yeah. And number one, the the thing that you realize you have purpose, ladies, is that the same existence that's found in you is the same existence that's found in the earth. And you talk about that as a beautiful purpose. Yeah. the two is that your heartbeat like no one else. Yeah. You have purpose. Number three is uh, you are made to fit no one's image but the image of God. Yeah. Number four is you have a, a legacy living in you, and it flows through others even when you pass. Yeah. Five is you have a birthright, meaning uh, before you were created, you were given a story. Yeah. Six is your name has the ability to influence every decision that you make. Mm-hmm. My name means Charles, and Charles – um, my name is Charles, I and mean, Charles means fighter. So okay. whenever life is, is giving me hard times, when, you know, whenever we're in a pandemic, I'm fighting my way through it. And when I fight, I rise. And, and, and number seven is the, your biggest pain can positively impact others. Yeah. So, you know, I, I tell people, don't withhold your pain, because when you withhold the pain, it's a real bitter experience. Yeah. Subtle, you know, like, you know, salt is something that's meant to be spread out. Right. And my, my grandma, she makes this mean sweet potato pie. She
0: mm-hmm. doesn't
1: use any ingredients and excuse me, she doesn't use any, med, you know, measuring cup or you yeah. know, things like that. But when she does it, she whips it up and, and it's a beautiful thing. And I, I never forget the time when she was first making it. And I saw her and she was like, something's missing after she put every sweet potato in there. She put the, you know, vanilla extract in there and she, and she went to the cabinet. And she grabbed the salt and yeah. she added a pinch of salt into the bowl. And she looked at me and she said, Baby, this is gonna bring all the flavor together. And she mixed it in. <laughs> she mixed it in and it was perfect. And I said, okay. I can, how can salt do that? Yeah. You, the salt in your life, that pain that you've been going through, don't try to hold that on your own. Like yeah. you need to put that a part of all of your story. And so, you know, bring it back full circle. Um, I had purpose in my pain. And when I started to use that pain, that injury that broke me, that slowed me down from running, and I used it, I, I helped to, to, to help people build their story, to help people find their truth, to help people live in their identity. That salt, it became the most precious ingredient that I could add in my life. Mm. And so when I, when I made that pivot, I had to add the salt. And by me adding the salt, I was able to be a world-class athlete, and now I can be an international speaker, traveling around the world, helping tens of thousands of people live their dream and live true to who they are. So wherever you are in life right now, whoever's listening, I need you to understand that that salt that you're carrying, that you're keeping to yourself, you need to add it. You need to add it to all the elements of your life and watch how it becomes a design. It becomes a, a, a meaning and an intention for your life to turn a bad thing into a good thing.
0: Hmm. I like that side. So when somebody say, "You got lemons, make ma- lemonade." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That's cool. I like that. So, okay, so what's gonna be a track star, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now international best speaker. So my thing is, how do you change? Like, how do you pivot? Because even during this current current circumstances, this is in March. 2020 you know we got corona going on we know know that unfortunately people are losing their jobs. either their job is going to start back or they have been fired so my thing if somebody's used to waking up going to nine to five or their job every single day and now that's not available to them and they may i mean i would uh, assume they would need to make ends meet and more so how can they start just going through that transformation because now it's like they need to do something different than what right. they're used to doing for years.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know, the first thing was understand you got purpose. And if you got purpose, you can turn a bad thing into a good thing. The second thing is your perspective.
0: You yeah. Know, your
1: perspective is going to be so helpful in, in, in this situation. You know, you, again, your truth. And it goes back to the truth situation. The, um, the irrational truth, the, the reasonable truth, or the developmental truth. Your perspective is key. What can you do in this? Like, what, what uh, mindset can you have, right? Um, how can you use this to elevate your life perspective? Um, and number three is your position, right? Are you defeated or are you unconquered, right? So, your position is key. You know, when we talk about like runners, um, runners always want to be in an athletic stance. Yeah. Like you don't, you never see a runner sitting. Right. Because if a runner is sitting, there's no way he could break a world record. OK. So your position is key. Right. What's your stance? Right? Yeah. Um, and there's so, so many ways you can look at position you know, y- your mindset, where you are, you know, in, in your career, um, who you're surrounding yourself with. What is the position that you're carrying? In, right. Yeah. And, and the fourth thing is your, your progress. Um, that's 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 the fourth P. So when you talk about progress, you, you have to be, you have to set goals and you have to be consistent. And the easiest way to be consistent with your goals is to do something on a daily basis. And I would say start off with maybe three things that you can do every single day and keep those things consistent because what you, what you can measure, you can improve, right? So, and if you feel like that might be a little too hard, maybe you can think about, well, how can I be consistent? And how you can be consistent is doing something that you truly love doing, right? Mm-hmm. On a daily basis. So you're more likely to be consistent in something that you love because it's something that you connected to, right? And, and so when when you're making that progress, when you're, when you're positioning yourself and when you have a perspective and you understand you have purpose, well, that's the pivot. You can I'm pivot. I
0: going to say, um... Like, well, I don't know what I love. If somebody's like, I don't know what I love, wouldn't you tell them to try new things out?
1: You got to try. You know, that, that's one of the aspects of like, life assignment, right? Yeah. Um, but life assignment. And the only way to figure out your life assignment. Now, first of all, your life assignment is something that you're called to do that's so original to you. You're the only one who's called to do it in your capacity. Um, and so the only way to figure out what is that thing for me is to try. You yeah. know, it's like putting seeds in soil. Sometimes a seed does not produce because it's not in the bad, it's in a bad position, yeah. right? And so, well, we got to have a different perspective now. And maybe we have to look outside of what we're currently in, right? And you got to understand if I can do that there, then I got purpose. I can do it somewhere else and see what the works I'm, you know, forming here. And yeah. so then you can now uh, test it out again. You can test somewhere else out. And then there you're meeting progression, right? Yeah. So you're testing the water. And when you're testing the water, you're figuring out where, where you can survive and where you can thrive.
0: Okay, right? I like that. And you do have the Thrive Planner, do you not?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So the Thrive Planner is a 90-day planner designed with one big goal towards the finish line. And so it, it, you know, these words really resonate with you. If, if you're someone who wants to forgive, you're someone who wants to move forward. You're someone who wants to uh, no longer live in fear or in blocks. And, and not having access to your legacy, and you want to stay organized. Uh, this, is a, this is going to be a great planner for you. It's a 90 day planner designed for one big goal and to help you move towards the finish line with it. Um, so, if, if that's something that you guys want, I would love to give you guys that. Um, head to thriveplanner.com uh, to get your 90 day planner to help you stay on track.
0: Lovely. I'll definitely uh, make sure to put that link in the description below, Selfish Babes. Now, okay. So, you are married, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: how long have you been married for?
1: Yeah, I've been married since February 15th, so that's about okay, three you?
0: New, okay, newlywed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my question for the selfish babes that I know, because I get a lot of love questions.
1: Everybody and wants the point love. And where
0: it annoys me, because sometimes I think sometimes selfish babes, I'll be focused on the wrong thing. Because mm. sometimes it's not about a lover. Sometimes it's about what can I do for myself right now. But I understand right. everybody wants a love and companionship, and that is okay. Yeah. But my question, because I think it's obvious, but it wasn't obvious to me when I was growing up and through my beginnings of dating relationships, but now it's obvious because I understand my worth and my value and I mm-hmm. love myself so much. So my thing is, when um, we're in the space of, you know, maybe you meet somebody and you like this dude and he seemed like he likes you too, for you, from a male perspective, what are guys doing when they know, when they are showing that they are actually into you versus, because some women, some women are very like, oh, I don't know, he's doing this. I'm not sure if he likes me. Would you be unsure? Because in my perspective, you should not be unsure. It's very clear that the other person is into you. And there's no mind games going on, but I get a lot Mm -hmm. of questions on, oh, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, I'm like, girl, no. So I wanna know from a male perspective, what are some things that you, maybe you do, or yeah. some things that you think males do to show they are interested in you, to where yeah. there is, in my opinion, no confusion.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I can speak from my my experience when when I met my wife.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: it was uh, at the Dream Center. Dream Center is a uh, uh, it helps us kids, youth in the Ybor City community after school programs, and we were both volunteering when I when I saw her. Yeah. I was like dang, girl, you got the most beautiful eyes I've seen.
0: You told uh, her that's her face? I, I told
1: her. I never met her before. <laughs> her. And she was in a mid-conversation with, with somebody, uh, yeah. with um, the volunteer coordinator. And um, I, I said, I, I, apparently, I said it to her a couple more times. And uh, so she she uh, walks to her car. I was like, can I get your name? Your um, first thing, your last name. <laughs> 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 I still want a first, not last name. Right. So, you know... I was, I was highly interested when I I met my, my wife, uh, with my, my girlfriend at that time.
0: Yeah.
1: And I I let her, I let that be known. And so I, when I, when I saw her again, I was like, I added her on Instagram, I believe.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, Hey, let me, let me, uh, let's go get some coffee at Starbucks and let me help you out with your, your business. Right. Uh, She she has this beautiful blog where, uh, it's, uh, where she helps people love into freedom. And um, so I was like, yeah, let me help you out. Let's, let's sit down and have coffee. So we, we get to Starbucks um, and she doesn't bring a notebook. She doesn't bring a computer.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm like, you know, where's, where's your stuff at? And, and she was like, you know, uh, and she's like, oh, I thought this was a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we, uh, I ended up telling her, I said, listen, I, I think the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. I want to take you out on a date, and and she said, "Ask me in two weeks." Okay. <laughs> but two days go by, and we end up going on a date, and you know. The, Did she ever tell you
0: why she said two weeks?
1: She needed a little time. Okay. Uh, she, she needed a little time, and um, but she ended up texting me like a day later and saying, "Hey, let's let's, let's go on this date." Okay. Um, so I was, you know, I would say a man is going to know what he wants. Yes. You know, because. First of all, there's boundaries in place for that. Um, a man will respect a woman's boundaries and a man will create his own, right? If he's truly serious about something, that has to be established. Um, so I, w- I would say to ladies and even men out there, like set healthy boundaries. What do you want in a relationship, right? Yeah. What are some things that you will not do to protect uh, the beauty of that relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, I believe we live in a society where we want free access to everything. Yeah. Right. And uh, we got to protect that because that's what makes, um, that's what makes a relationship beautiful. And you want to create maturity, right. And in that relationship. And so when you set boundaries in place, right. Um, it, it, it allows you to have a healthy perspective as you make a conscious decision, a success conscious decision. On if this person is right for you. Um, the other thing is identify those barriers, right? Yeah. What are some things that you don't want in a relationship? Yeah. Uh, you know, because we can be blinded by beauty. We can be blinded yeah. by beauty. booty, you know, boobs, all of those things. And, you know, so you have to have that evaluation with yourself. What are some things that you've seen in the past relationships? Yeah. Right? Do, you, do you want somebody who yells at you? Right? Do you want someone who, who doesn't uh, text you back um, within ghost you <laughs> Okay,
0: why are we wondering if this person likes us? But they are ghosting. No, yeah. move on next. That's right. the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, so 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 yeah, when you have when you have those boundaries and you understand what your barriers are, yeah. you can make a good decision. And to me, that's another aspect of thriving.
0: Yeah, I like that. That is an aspect of thriving. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Josh, for sharing your insight. Because I'm telling you, I used to have a um, I don't, I don't do it anymore. But at least I don't look at them, but I used to have a selfish babe talk to me, right? And because yeah. I have my app, my app, my brand is also an app. It's a self love app in the App Store and Google Play, so they receive a yeah. daily affirmation notification. And so I'm like, okay, selfish babe, talk to me because I want to see what y'all questions are going to be like, and I can do podcast based on it. Right? I want to help y'all. Right. But the amount of love life questions that came in my inbox, I was mm. like, "This is not a love hotline. This is not, right, what,
1: right. <laughs> this is not what i'm doing right now. You should
0: be on yourself." So <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't do it. But I'm just like, I'm so just so glad to have a male on because I'm just like, let me have a male on and, and share some perspective because I know I could talk all day on this. But then I'm still getting these questions of like confusion. And I'm like, you should should not be confused, my love. There should be no confusion. Even with my girlfriend, there was no confusion. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it's just like if somebody really wants you or wants to be in a relationship with you and wants to build with you, there is no confusion there. they are going to put in the energy and and to make it happen, right? There's going to be some reciprocity. You should not be in confusion. If you're in confusion, that means that's the wrong one. My personal opinion, but I'm also so glad you were able to share as well
1: yeah yeah okay. that's just my perspective <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly is there anything charles that you want to say before we let you go
1: uh i would love your tribe to follow me uh on instagram at the charles clark i love to stay connected with you guys and, and help you thrive in the way
0: ashay so i will also add his instagram for you ladies to go check out his page to check out his planner and to see uh how you can thrive more in your life. So thank you so much, Charles, for coming on the Selfish Talk podcast. Truly appreciate your story and your energy and your vulnerability.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, then. Bye. Thanks.